Hello, I'm Marty Church, and welcome to my camp. I just finished a walk in one of the most beautiful places in all the world. The native folk here call it the Creator's Land. In a burst of beauty, God displays here His majesty. Our native people call it the Creator's Land because nature provides in perfect balance everything they need to survive. Timber for housing, rivers alive with fish, and pristine waters and oceans that supply food for their families. The hills in the fall are one of the wonders of nature and are loaded with berries to feed wildlife and man alike. Many roots and native plants around here are used to make traditional healing medicines. In the summertime, many of our native families enjoy moving to their traditional camping spots along the river to fish for the winter. I'm here with a good friend to show you how our native people actually do that. I've grown to love salmon fishing, just to be out there in nature, to see the eagles, to see the seals, to see all things, and to see, feel the quietness of being out there, and I just love it. Several natives here also make a good living catching fish, making enough money to get them through the year. These salmon come up off the river, they're up the river, they're silver, they're so beautiful. To me, I've, I've always loved, they're just in a relationship between me and the salmon. After a good day of fishing, they dry it, can it, and kipper it. And these days, they freeze it in preparation for all the winter months ahead. More than just surviving here, you can live here like the Creator always intended us to. Surrounded by the beautiful things he created for our enjoyment. Look at the flowers that blanket the meadows, the birds with their songs, the moose in their splendor, and the high, clean blue sky framed by the mountains and draped by waterfalls. Breathtaking. You know, it's always been God's plan to give us good things to enjoy life to the fullest. The Book of Heaven says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. This is God's will for us now, and definitely it's a part of His plan for our eternal future. Isn't God good? Many people don't realize it. But do you know that the Book of Heaven not only tells us about Jesus' plan from saving us from the sin that has taken this planet hostage, but it is also the greatest health manual in the world. Here he tells us how to get the most out of life, physically, mentally, as well as spiritually. He also tells us what to eat and drink to be healthy, and why to leave alone those things that are not only harmful to us, but have been created to keep our planet healthy. God is the first and best ecologist in the universe. The Creator knows what's best for us and the rest of His creation. This reminds me of an experience a man had several years ago when he bought a new car. It was in the days when cars first came out. 
He was having problems with the engine. It was running extremely rough. As he fiddled with the engine, not knowing what to do, a gentleman stepped up beside him and asked if he could help him. Sure, said the car owner. I have no idea how to get this thing running smoothly again. The visitor rolled up his sleeves and went to work. In just a few minutes, the engine was running perfectly smooth again. I can't believe it, said the car owner. How come you know so much about cars? Well, said the stranger, my name is Henry Ford. I invented the thing and I know what makes it tick. It's the very same way with us. God knows what makes us tick. He should know, because after all, he's the one who created us. He knows how to make our bodies run smoothly. And his instruction manual on how to take care of our health is very accurate and effective. Historically, our ancestors knew how to live healthfully. They believed that the Great Spirit gave them the earth as a mother, as it were, who would provide them with all their needs. But they had to take care of it in return. The Book of Heaven says, And the Lord took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. In years past, our native brothers and sisters were model farmers because they had learned how to keep nature in balance. This knowledge not only helped them, but the immigrants who came to our land. When the Europeans came to this country, they would have starved to death hadn't it been for the generosity of our native people and their gift of healthy, nourishing food. Did you know that the East Coast Indians had developed over 250 kinds of potato varieties? They were also the first to raise tomatoes and the first to introduce the forerunners of today's medicines, such as aspirin. There is a book called Indian Givers. You can pick it up today, which talks about hundreds of things that our native people gave to the world. This wisdom and knowledge they passed on from their ancestors has been passed on from generation to generation and has kept nature in balance. Unfortunately, we have forgotten a lot of our ancestral health practices. And as a result, we have reaped horrible consequences with our health lifestyles that we've chosen. Our Creator knew things like this would happen, and that's why He has important principles of health written out for us in the Book of Heaven that'll keep us strong and happy. God tells us here that the first main great principle of healthful living is eating the best foods available to us. There are certain food and drink to be eaten in moderation, and there are certain foods and drink to stay away from. Remember, our bodies are the temple or the home of the Great Spirit. So whatever we do, we're to do everything to God's glory. Incidentally, this is a hot cereal beverage which I enjoy a lot. Did you know that the Creator has given explicit instructions about meats we may eat and shouldn't eat? It's laid out in the 11th chapter of Leviticus. 
These are the animals which you may eat among the animals that are on the earth. Among the animals, whatever divides the hoof, having cloven hoofs and chewing the cud, that you may eat. This would be like the deer, the elk, cows, goats, sheep, and buffalo. It's interesting to note that these animals that are clean for us to eat pre-digest the food they eat by chewing the cud. However, horses, rabbits, squirrels, and bears are some of the animals many eat that aren't healthy to eat. The Book of Heaven says animals we eat must have both a divided hoof and chew the cud. If they don't, they are unclean. God tells us not to eat them. You see, he created them for another purpose. There is one animal that the Creator says we should definitely not use for food because it is very unhealthy to eat, and that is the swine or the pig. And the swine, though it divides the hoof, having cloven hoofs, yet does not chew the cud, it is unclean to you. Their flesh you shall not eat. Because of the way the pig eats and digests its food and is a scavenger, it picks up a lot of diseases. They also don't sweat out impurities because they have no sweat glands like other animals. This is why their fat is different. Much of it is just the waste their body can't eliminate. We eat these impurities along with their diseases when we eat pork. It's interesting to note that when someone today is diagnosed with heart trouble, most all doctors will require that they stop eating pork immediately. They know of the dangerous cholesterol factors in the pork. The pig is really not a healthy food for us. But here also is a basic principle of God's plan. The animals he tells us not to eat, those he calls unclean, are also those who keep the earth clean of impurities. In other words, these animals were designed to be the garbage disposals of the earth. The Creator tells us about other meats too, like the fish and seafoods. These you may eat of all that are in the water. Whatever in the water has fins and scales, whether in the seas or in the rivers, that you may eat. This takes in most fish, because most have fins and scales. However, the scavenger fish and other shellfish aren't like that. Catfish, crawdads, eels, crabs, and clams don't have fins or scales. And it always interests me that it's from these kinds of sea life that people get sick and often even die as a result of eating them. And then God talks about the birds and the fowls of the air, and he tells us what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat. And these you shall regard as an abomination among the birds. They shall not be eaten. The eagle, the vulture, the buzzard, the kite, and the falcon after its kind. 
every raven after its kind, the ostrich, the owl, the seagull and the hawk, the stork, the heron after its kind, and the bat. While most humans would never think of eating one of these birds, who wouldn't marvel at their graceful flight? They were created to keep the earth in balance. The bat, for instance, eats the excess insects that would become a pest if left unchecked. The vulture eats dead animals, and the owl consumes the overpopulated rodent life that, if left unchecked, would bring disease and pestilence. All the unclean animals, fish and birds for the most part, are scavengers or God's cleanup crew. They live off the garbage and the dead things of the earth. When our Creator created this beautiful world around us, He created it with perfect ecological balance. God gave us these creatures to enjoy, to take care of our needs, and also to keep nature clean for us. Many animals and fish and birds God created for purposes other than food. Many of them never were intended for food. So when we eat them, we not only eat the trash they collected, but the diseases from it and create an imbalance on the earth. In reality, we are what we eat. You can see in medical journals all over the world the hazards of diseases and poor health that result from eating these unclean animals. Friends, we have a God that dearly loves us. He doesn't want us to be weak and sickly, and this is why He's trying to teach us how to live healthfully. He doesn't wish us to experience death prematurely. The principle is that God wishes only the very best for us to eat the best, healthiest foods available. He should know he made us. Another critical aspect of healthful living is exercise. Our ancestors will tell you that all through their lives, they kept physically active. Imagine, they had to locate, stalk, trap, and hunt their prey. They had to till the soil, plant, weed, and farm their own vegetables. They had to gather fruits and berries for the desserts as well as cut wood to cook and keep warm. This all involved strenuous physical activity, which was mostly done outdoors where there was plenty of sunshine and fresh air. These things kept them fit and trim. Take for instance my dad Arthur. He lived to an age of 91. However, he hunted and fished and farmed until he was 90 years of age. So you can see how in today's fast food, stressful lifestyles, our people get fat and sick. It's important that we remember how our families, our ancestors took care of themselves and how active they were. And today, we need to have creative ways of exercising and keeping active like they did. Don't you think? Many of our native people are beginning to discover some of the things that we have been talking about here today and are experiencing as a result a happier lifestyle than they've ever known before. I want you to meet my native fishing friend Ron Dame. Hello, my name is Ron Dame. I'm a Cree from Manitoba, Canada and I moved to this uh, 
terrace, oh, about 30 years ago. And I found this, this area to be just so beautiful. You can just feel, you can feel God in this country. It's just, for me, it's just, when I get out on the, when I get out on the rivers and I get out in the bush, I just, you can feel the, the closeness of God all the time. When I was younger, I, I did many things that I'm not very proud of today. I got into lots of alcohol and, and lots of bad things that, you know, were not good for me. And I could see where it was leading. It was leading me down to a path where it was going to be dis devastating my life. It was going to cause me maybe my wife, maybe my children. And I had to make a decision. And God was calling me and said, hey, don't do that anymore. Please don't do that anymore. So I had to make the decision to give it up. And since I gave it up, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my family has never been better. I've seen what's happened with our native people. I've seen the diabetes that has happened with our native people and how we're struggling so badly with the, the food that we eat. But you know, I've made a decision in my life to try to stay away from them things, to get back to eating what's more natural for our native people. Get eat native food, the native food that our elders used to eat, you know? And they had long lifetimes. And I see our people now, their lifespans are getting shorter and shorter because of the diets that we have. As I've realized, and as I've seen personally in my life, eating better has brought my relationship with my family so much better because it clears up my mind. I can think better. I can think straighter. Um, things that I would have not thought of before are now becoming clear to me. And it's, I've, my relationship with my family has become so close because one of the things is just eating and a proper diet. And you know, it's also helped me to answer the call of the Great Spirit because when I have a clear mind, I can hear his voice better. And I'm just so thankful for that. Friend, there is a big lesson in all this for each one of us. The Book of Heaven says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Meaning, if we check out these things that God asks us to do and not do, we will prosper and reap good, healthy habits and a life of happiness. When a person understands this, they learn to trust God because they find that God's ways are always just the best ways. You see, our Creator has many other wonderful things He wishes to teach us. And as a result of following this counsel, we will receive many blessings. But He will only be able to do this if we have learned to trust Him and have a teachable spirit. God wants us to experience here and now such a close walk with Him that we will want only to do what He knows is best for us. This is how eternity will become an exciting learning process that will bring us to a higher and yet higher state of happiness and adoration for our Maker. To explain it more simply, for the past 30 years, I've been plagued with a problem of allergies. I was miserable. My face would puff up and my eyes would almost swell shut. 
It was bad. Then one day I began to listen to the advice of an inspired author, which I had read over many times before. I decided to do what God said, and immediately my allergies cleared up. And you know, I haven't had one minute's worth of trouble since. I couldn't believe it. I thought, why had I been so stubborn? Why hadn't I heeded this advice sooner? It's because I liked the taste of certain things that I was eating and drinking, and I was rebelling because I didn't want to give them up. I didn't realize what a small sacrifice I would be making in comparison to the wonderful healing that would come after I quit these foods that were causing my allergies. It's the same way with everything God asks us to do. If you follow the Creator's advice here in the Book of Heaven, it's guaranteed you will be healthier and happier. Friend, God isn't asking you to give up anything that's for your own good. He isn't trying to take the fun out of life for you. He just wants us to live a happy, healthy, vibrant life. During recent excavations of pyramids in Egypt, several mummies were recovered and examined to see what kind of diseases they may have had. Incredibly, they found diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and many of the same stress-related diseases that we have today. So there's another big reason why our Creator asks of us to be careful about what we eat. It's found here in the beginning of the Bible. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will not allow any of the diseases on you which I have allowed on the Egyptians or those who don't follow God's instructions. For I am the Lord who heals you. But one may ask, weren't these promises and principles just for the Jewish people of the Old Testament? The answer is no. The Old Testament book of Psalms says that your way of health may be known to all the earth, your salvation among all nations. Let all people praise you, O God, then the earth shall yield her increase to them. You see, these health principles in the Book of Heaven were meant for all nations, for all of us. Besides, in the New Testament, the Book of Heaven says, if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Third, another great principle of healthful living is rest. Today's fast-paced lifestyle with the revolution of the computer age cell phones, satellite TV, instant news from anywhere in the world, and demanding fashions are causing us to rush from place to place seeking to acquire more and more things and to travel to new destinations. We live in a stressed out society, yet God invites us to step aside and rest a while. We must have rest 
good, peaceful six to eight hours of rest daily. This is how the body finds time to heal itself and our mind to be at peace. You may recall in a previous study entitled Remember, we covered this point thoroughly. But for our study today, let us say that unless we find time to rest, our bodies will eventually shut down and find the rest it needs. It is during times of rest that our family can draw near to each other and communicate the deeper things of life. It is in the time of rest, in quietness, that we will hear the still, small voice of God talking to our souls. Be still and know that I am God. Probably the biggest reason our Lord wishes us to take care of our health is because He wants us to keep our minds sharp and healthy so we can be better led by the Holy Spirit who works through our conscience or our minds. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Think of it. We are actually the home or the house where the Holy Spirit lives. The question is, how clean do we keep our temple? Those of us who have been raised around alcoholism, drug abuse, and other unhealthy practices know it's hard for us to think straight, let alone be sensitive to such delicate matters of right and wrong. I know how frustrating it is to try to communicate with people when they're drinking. When they finally get sober, they don't remember anything they have said or promised. It's hard to reason through deeper matters of life, which not only affect ourselves, but our families and those around us if our minds aren't healthy. That is not what God wants for us. The enemy, Satan, has beguiled the minds of millions to believe that alcohol, drugs, and these evil substances will bring happiness. Well, it does not. It's through our minds that God speaks and guides us in preparation for the second coming of Jesus and eternal life in heaven. When we learn these important health principles, we realize we need help to follow them. So he gives us a promise. I will give you a new mind and I will put a new spirit within you. Isn't this great news? Imagine the great Creator God who made the heavens and the earth, the very one who maintains the galaxies in their place, is telling us, I will give you a new mind. God says, I will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and be careful to observe them. Friend, God wishes to do great things for you and through you, if you'll just believe and do what he asks. I feel so sad when I see how in recent years the health of our people has become the worst of all the cultures in our country. Of all people, our native people who have traditionally understood most how to live, farm and maintain balance within nature in years past, should be first 
And not last in understanding these principles, we should be ambassadors of the Great Spirit to teach the peoples of this world how to live in tune with the earth. The Lord has given us the earth to manage. My friends, won't you trust God in this business of your health today? Remember, God's ways are always the best ways. And the best thing to do is to let Him start helping you with your health today. Won't you let Him into your heart? Won't you let Him lead you to where the temple that He lives in will be the happiest and the healthiest and the most vibrant place in the world? And so until we meet again, let only the good spirit guide you.